Hello, and welcome to Faith Facts with Father Howard. I'm Lindsay, and of course, Father Howard is here as well. And on today's episode, we will be exploring Ash Wednesday. So let's get to it. Hey, Lindsay, it's great to be able to join you again and as we gather and explore not only the, the season of Lent, as we did in our last uh, episode, is that we are able to center a little bit more on Ash Wednesday, specifically Ash Wednesday, and, and some of the characteristics that, that make it uh, a day when, when people in many ways are really drawn to go to church. Um, oftentimes, people presume that it is one of our holy days of obligation, and it is not. Oh, man. Uh, it is, it's never been a holy day of obligation, but yet it's one of those days that just seem to connect with people's hearts, whether they go to church regularly or not, whether or not you know, church practice is is really part of their their routine or whatever. But boy, I tell you, Ash Wednesday is one of those times when uh, oftentimes the the church limits are, are are you know really reached because the numbers of people that gather to simply uh, celebrate the beginning uh, of the season of Lent and and to really celebrate uh, so uh, together on, on this day we call Ash Wednesday. We're marked with the sign of the ashes. It's always fun to, when I lived downtown in Milwaukee, it was always fun to kind of walk downtown uh, during noon or whatever, and you would you would see the people that, that had the mark of the ashes on their foreheads. And there was a, there was a, there was a recognition in, in, in each of us that, you know, as, as I had the mark also, that people noticed. People noticed, and and there was this this bond almost instinctively that you formed because you knew that you had been to a service and and you were you had celebrated the beginning of Lent. Whatever you did with the rest of the season, <laughs> one never knows sometimes, and and that's between a person and God. But there was that recognition that something brought you together. And, and, and that something was really the celebration, the scriptures, but the marking of the ashes in, on Ash Wednesday. So where did Ash Wednesday come from? I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, Lindsay, that in, in doing some of the research uh, for this episode in regard to um, Ash Wednesday, is that the various texts that I consulted really don't give a definitive answer as to where Ash Wednesday came from. What they really talk about is the development of Lent, and that development is really related, related to the Easter event, and that uh, it was a matter of, of, of trying to put together a season or a time that eventually turned out to be what we know as the 40 days of Lent. And my suspicion that a very practical part of that is, is that uh, Sundays were not included as Lent. They were always, again, as I mentioned previously, that Sundays were a mini Easter, is that you needed to have the days to fill out the 40 days. <laughs> it was not uncommon, even during the time of Jesus, to know uh, times of fasting and abstaining from meat, those kinds of things. Uh, after the Easter event and death and resurrection, as I say, of Jesus, is that uh, in the early centuries, it was really three days of fasting. Uh, it, was, it was really collected to, to the, the three days. Uh, then eventually it, it turned into three weeks. 
And over time, as uh, by the fourth century, let's say, definitely by the fourth century, it really became the 40 days of Lent. And, and so, but there wasn't a lot of mention, you know, it's like you had to start at some place and you had to have it, you know, Sundays being not included and such, you had to be able to make up the 40 days. And so eventually Ash Wednesday becomes the start of it, of, of, a, of this sacred penitential fasting season, season of prayer, almsgiving and fasting. Uh, and it, it ended up starting on what we know today as Ash Wednesday. And what's interesting about Ash Wednesday with this is that there's no vigil for Ash Wednesday. Oh, true. Uh, all of your other you know, major feast days and such, holy days, you always have a vigil. Mm-hmm. For Ash Wednesday, you didn't have a vigil. It really was the beginning of a season. It started, and once you started it, it really was, okay, now you're in it. You're jumping in with both feet here. You're not going to kind of wade at the, the, at the shallow end of the pool. Uh, you're going to jump in the deep end and, and really uh, ask God for that blessing to, uh, for the metanoia, for the change, for the, uh, for the conversion or transformation that was being asked of you in order to prepare yourself for this, this time of, uh, of penance, fasting, almsgiving. So it's not because mm-hmm. everyone wanted to eat and drink all they could on Fat Tuesday? Uh, no, oh, really. Okay. <laughs> that, though the, unfortunately, though those days got kind of connected to it, is that um, uh, Fat Tuesday uh, is not the eve of, of the vigil for Lent. Uh, you, you know, it, it, they got what? connected for, for <laughs> lots crazy. of reasons. But it's, it's not, uh, it was not the beginning of Lent. Uh, it really, you jumped in, you dove off into the deep end and, and you know, you trusted that this was a time of, of, of time of really serious time when you recognize that if one were to be a disciple of Christ, one had to really go through the transformation that was demanded of you. Uh, that's, that's, um, what really was was the start of it. And when you think about that, too, even the idea of being marked with ashes, you know, um, remember, man, that you are dust and unto dust you shall return is one of the... So uplifting. Uh, yeah. And yet <laughs> there is a reality. And again, that reality, I believe, is 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 connected with on a... On a, a, a very deep level because again your churches are, are full mm-hmm. is that we we understand that on a, on, a, on a very subconscious level that ultimately we're going to leave this earth you know and uh, and not on our terms <laughs> necessarily is that we are going to leave this earth and and the body that we have you know is is not going to last but with that, the belief that there is something more. And the ashes, you know, the ashes genuinely, or I should say now you can purchase them, (laughs) which in some ways is unfortunate, but you can purchase them. Or, but normally your ashes would come from the palms that were used the past years from last, the previous Palm Sunday. Yes, it's not people. It's ash. It's palms. Palms. Right. Yes. You know, that's yes. the that's the thing when you're little. That's a person. You're getting a person on your head. Uh, no, no. That, <laughs> those are palms. Palms. And they're supposed to be the palms from the, the previous Palm Sunday. Again, being that there is a connectedness, you know, there's an organic aspect to this where 
it's nothing comes out of a vacuum. There is a connectedness to the previous year and, and how that is carried over. I remember again growing up that uh, we would have the palms would be woven and all sorts of incredible designs. I often wonder, you know, who thinks these things up? But then there would be the collections over time that you never threw palms, you know, just in the garbage. Because they're blessed, right? Exactly. Yeah. You burn them. They were they were sacramentals. They were they were signs of the holy, and so you know even to this day, you know, you still have many parishes do the collection of the palms. Uh, but I, I and I think that's a great idea because you know if you go to a religious goods store and just buy a few packages, there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. As opposed to watching people put them in baskets and knowing that you know what we're going to use those, you know, and. Uh, we're going to use those as we sign people and put ashes. That's why when I when I uh, put the sign of the cross on people's foreheads, I like to make sure that there are ashes there, so it's it's something <laughs> that people can see. Nice and bright, or yeah. nice and dark. Exactly. <sighs> but I think, like I said, there's that that innate sense that, like I said, we're none of us is going to leave this world alive. You know, just we aren't, and we know that. We might deny it. And, and we do all sorts of things to not have to talk about it. But the fact is, is that we die. And, and the fact also is, from our faith standpoint anyway, the fact is, is that there's something yet, you know, yet to come. Going back to that image I used that you don't do your uh, fixing of things in the early spring and such so that a machine can just lay in and not be used. It's for a purpose. There's a reason why you do all of these prep parts. And and for us too, there's a reason why we do all of these prep parts that God did not somehow put us so that we become some worm's happy meal at the end. You know, but there is a purpose here. Mm-hmm. And that greater purpose is spoken of very deeply uh, on, on Ash Wednesday when they you know, have the call out and you'll, you'll find in some of the scriptures there, you know, call to the women and the children and the men and the babes and everybody, everybody has to gather. Everybody, no exceptions. Um, there are places where they only gather the men or whatever. But in, in these places, when the calls on Ash Wednesday is that everybody is called to come and to listen, to be signed in order to prepare for this sacred time. So what about those people that do ashes on the corner or like drive through ashes or, I mean, if Ash Wednesday is not a holy day of obligation, couldn't you just come for your ashes? Yes. And I, you know, as much as I would probably not do those things, <laughs> you know, and that's probably, well, and, and, and I know for a fact it has a lot to do with my, you know, by my training, but also I'm, 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 I'm a ritualistic person. You know, it, those rituals speak to me. And I believe when ritual is done well, um, it speaks to people on a, on a very, very uh, deep level. Uh, just as I know that, Lindsay, that you are, you're connected with music and with, with uh, various types of, of theatrical productions that when done well, that music touches just not the heart, but the very core of the human being. And I know that when I go to the theater, when mm-hmm. theater is done well, it taps into something. It's more than just entertainment. Yeah. It brings me out of my 
present existence, you might say, and it it taps into something that is much more core, you know, of, mm-hmm. of me as a person. Sure. And I think that Ash Wednesday, it can become, it be, in some ways it can become trite, and yet I am not necessarily opposed, though, to doing, you know, having people who wish to do that on a street corner or drive through. Uh, I would even say less the drive through, because, <laughs> you know, that just speaks of fast food restaurants, as opposed to even on the street corner ministry of somebody engaging and saying, you know, remember, you are dust and unto dust you will return, is that I think that sometimes those moments, those can be incredibly sacred moments of, of connecting with another human being when sometimes we lose those connections in our world today. It can be a sacred moment. It can be a holy moment. It can be one of those God moments. And um, because that is such a basic symbol, ashes. Uh, similarly, you might say the core of water. Water is one of those just prime, primeval mm-hmm. you know, symbols. I think ashes, in a way, does the same thing. Nice. Um, oh, um, <laughs> oh, I know. The fasting. So Ash Wednesday is a day of fasting, right? It is one of the two uh, key days of fasting and abstaining. Abstaining being, you know, refraining from eating meat on, on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. And, um, and fasting, which for us is really... Uh, of, of, of eating one, only basically one complete, one whole meal of, of the day and nothing in between meals. Um, and and those, those rules are still very much there for, for the, the Catholic population. One abstains from their fourth, end of their 14th year, you know, ad infinitum. So it's like 15 and, and older. And older till death. You abstain. You fast from the end of your 14th year until the beginning of your 60th year. So no meat from 15 on. From 15 on. And then fasting one complete meal from from 15, 15 to 60. Till 60. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the way that works. And, and those are still, ha- and then we are asked to, um, you know, abstain uh, during from meat on the Fridays of uh, of. Lent but we'll talk more about that yes, at another point. Um, but also, if you're ill or pregnant or those things, you know, you got to take that in cons- into consideration as well, right? And that was the one of the things that, with the the Second Vatican Council, you know, uh, when the, some of these rules changed, is that they took into consideration the need for medications, the need, uh, pregnancy needs, uh, prenatal care, uh, the, all of those things. We're saying the idea is not to do something just for the sake of doing it. You do not want to make yourself sick. You do not want to somehow endanger your life. The idea is is, is to be able to do these things in order to unite with the rest of your brothers and sisters and recognize that during a this sacred time, we are united in that. Are the readings the same every Ash Wednesday? The readings are. Uh, that is one of the set of readings that they do not change uh, over the um, uh, over the three year cycle, the Sunday cycle, mm-hmm. uh, or the two day, uh, the two year, I should say, weekday cycle. These are always the same readings. You know, this idea of calling people together 
of signing, you know, uh, signing ourselves. Uh, yeah, this is, it's like, this is so important, so important that, uh, that we need to hear it time and time and time again for Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Which is probably true. Mm-hmm. It, it is. In, <laughs> and in after so a while, ways. we'll memorize it and recite it with the lecture. Yeah. And... It's, it's a, a, a penitential, it's, it's really a penitential call. It's, it's, it's really, you know, that, that's, it's one of those things that somehow connects more deeply than, than a lot of other things do. And so it's, uh, yes, yeah, so the readings are the same huh. on a regular basis. And Ash Wednesday is the first day starting of Lent. We don't say the Gloria, right? Correct. And the Alleluia. That is correct. And we don't use those uh, even on Sunday. Even again, it's interesting how we, though we we don't include the Sundays as part of Lent, mm-hmm. they are always many Easter's. Is that? But neither do we use the Gloria, and neither do we use the Alleluia. Is that there is something so sacred for this that we we don't want to break that. We, we, we need to uh, we, we need to hold true to that and and even with the Sundays of Lent though there might be feast days or holy days that take can take the place the Sundays of Lent are are, are almost sacrosanct they, nothing takes the place of those um, you know those are sacred times sacred times yeah it's it's amazing you know, when you really think about it of of, of how it can we, we can talk about this. And even those people at times who boldly proclaim, I don't believe in Jesus, or I don't believe in the church, or I don't believe, somehow they do. <laughs> you know, somehow they, they talk about Lent. They'll use images of Lent. They will use, you know, uh, some of the, uh, the old Lenten stories. They'll use those because it, it connects and if they really didn't believe in those things, if they were that irrelevant, is that um, they wouldn't be using all of that. That's why I always find it interesting, just a little aside, that you know, when somebody says, I don't believe in God, then why are you talking about God? You know, God's irrelevant to you if you don't believe in God. So why are you talking about God? Probably because God's more relevant to you than you you admit. <laughs> I think in some ways too is that you know I don't believe in Lent or all of this stuff that, you, but probably you do, or at least there is something that connects with you at a much deeper level that you don't even necessarily realize. And Lent, when looked at, when approached well, or can really be an opportunity to realize just how much it speaks to you. You just haven't realized it in a while. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one other question. Can you wipe off your ashes after you're done? Because, uh, yes. you know, I've heard you sometimes you, you're supposed to keep it on all day until it comes off on its <clears throat> own or, you know. No, there are folks that one are somewhat allergic to those. And so, yes, sure. you know, it can be wiped off. <laughs> There are. I would hope so. um, but they might have a cross on their forehead if they're <laughs> allergic. So true. Uh, there are other times where you know because of work or whatever. Although I, I challenge people who sometimes will say, "Well, you know, I really can't wear that for work," um, and it might be where you know a person is not able to wear religious. You know, there are lots of circumstances that mm-hmm. I am not necessarily aware of. There is no sin though if you wipe them off. Okay. There's there's no sin connected sure. to that at all. And um, I think it's a, it's a great idea when people, you know, wear them all day and saying, you know, 
Again, I go back to walking downtown Milwaukee, you know, on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was a, a, a bond. And even when kids come home and see that mom or dad got their ashes or or when kids come home and parents see that, wow, they gave ashes out, you know, um, at, at school or at mass, at school or whatever. There's something, again, there's something to be said for that. And it, it connects at a very primal level, more than more than we realize. I mean, sometimes you just forget it's there and then you go to like scratch your forehead and you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, Ash Wednesday. You know, and it, I think it's it's great you know, because it's a, it's a good reminder. It's mm-hmm. it's a good reminder. And I think that those are the, those are kind of opportunities that we take that not only can we be a reminder to somebody else, but it's a good reminder to us of, oh yeah, you know, I do recommit myself to this. Because hopefully, hopefully, as we we uh, enter the Lent time through Ash Wednesday, we've given a little bit of thought to what am I going to do for Lent? Not just what am I going to give up, but what am I going to do or not do for Lent to make this a sacred time, a holy time, so that when I, you know, come out the other end, you might say, and and, and celebrate Easter joy, I'm a little bit different, maybe a lot different. But it all started with that signing. Remember, you are dust and unto he, dust. He's signing a cross in the air. Oh. <laughs> y- y'all can't see that, but <laughs> but yes, with the signing I of the cross. I talk with my hands. Yes, exactly. Um, but that you really do recognize that something has happened. Something good has happened. And maybe it's been hard, but something good has happened. And it all starts Ash Wednesday. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It was a good one. Most welcome. And, and I really do hope that folks are, that are listening, you know, uh, hopefully that it's an invitation to, to think about why you do what you do and, and the value and the importance of these uh, sacred things that we celebrate. Yeah. And we challenge you to keep your ashes on all day. Amen. And Amen. high five your <laughs> ash brother or sister when you see them because you're connected. Anyway, I agree. Have a lovely day, everyone. We'll see you next time. Take care.